It's the only reason why I'm up here is because God has shared something with me, and I just simply get to share something that, that thing with you. Um, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit doesn't even speak anything without first hearing it from the Father, and that's what I want to accomplish tonight. Um, and so would you, guys, would you guys pray with me real quick? Jesus, we thank you so much for this time. Lord, we thank you for the fact that when you show up, we are transformed. God, we, sometimes we pray for a mighty touch from, from you. God, any touch from you is mighty. And so, God, we just ask in Jesus' name, Lord, that your presence would be in this place. We thank you so much for, for just you being here in the midst of, uh, of musical worship. And, God, we pray as we continue to worship by uh, the adhering of your word, the, the, the acknowledgement and the learning of your word, God, that, that we would truly be transformed from the inside out, that not one person in this room would be able to walk out of this place the same as when they walked in. In Jesus' name, nobody said amen. Amen. I realize that I can't just tell you or, or challenge you to, to do something like worship without giving you a why. You guys know that you need, you need a why behind the things that you do and to, to just, you know, encourage you to do something without giving you the why behind it uh, would be foolish. And so that's what I'm going to do tonight is I'm just going to encourage you to do it. There's going to be, honestly, there's going to be a little bit less why, maybe even, hear me, maybe even a little bit less scripture than usual. But I know, I know it's heavy, right? Um, but I, 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 wanna, I wanna challenge us with this. A lot of us in this room, if you, if you haven't, please like come, come talk to me afterwards. I would love, to, I would love to, to speak with you about this. But a lot of us in this room have heard incredible sermons on worship have heard incredible encouragements in regards to celebration, have, have been given the why time and time and time and time again. And I believe that as I was praying about this and, and reading the scripture, I'm going, you know, we've heard that. We, we've heard that scripture. We've heard that sermon. We've heard that encouragement. So, so why don't we do it? Why is it that we, that we don't actually step out of the boat? And so tonight, this is, this is what I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to accomplish, is to just honestly give us a little bit of a kick in the butt. Is that okay? Like, can, can anybody walking in here tonight just, just ready for a good spurring on, a good encouragement, a good, a good maybe even a good rebuke tonight? In the area of worship and celebration, is that okay with is that okay with everybody? Good. It's not necessarily a vote, but it's <laughs> but it's good that you're verbally jumping on board. Come on, we're gonna we're gonna jump into the word Romans 12. If you're if you got your Bibles, you're going to heaven. Come on, um, Romans 12, verse one and two. Man, I love, I love this scripture. I've recently been, been diving into a few different uh, translations, and, and I'm, I, love, I love the different ways that the word of God is expressed. It's important to get an accurate translation, but being able to look at the different versions and the reason why people choose specific words is just beautiful. It opens up for me the, the word of God in a beautiful way. So Romans 12, 1 and 2 uh, says, Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? 
Good question. I encourage you, this is Paul, I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God to be his sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes, somebody say becomes, for this becomes your genuine, <laughs> genuine, right? This real expression of worship. I'm here to encourage you tonight. I, lo I love encouragement. But what I don't want to do is have that, that encouragement come across weak, soft, or spineless. I, I want to encourage you tonight in, su in such a way that provokes even maybe an offending of the flesh. And I think that if sermons don't offend the flesh, you're probably not preaching right. It's not, listen, and I'm not talking fire and brimstone and everybody's going to hell. In fact, most of the time when people ask me what I'm preaching on, I, I, I joke and, and say something like, I'm preaching on how everybody's going to hell. And then they're like, I'm like, no, I'm kidding. I'm not. So that's not what I'm doing. I'm not doing that tonight. I, I, but I, I do feel like the, the, the spirit of God tonight desires to lovingly, and strongly spur us on towards celebration and worship. I love, I love that our senior pastors are on board with God in this way. How many of you know that if, if nobody's responding to Pastor J.O., <laughs> we got a problem, Houston. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If, 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 if you're not praying for your neighbor, you know, you, how many of you heard praying is not meditating? Come on, somebody. I, I love that. I love that I'm in a house where I don't just get to slip under the radar and just, you know what I mean, show up to church, check it off my box and, and walk out the door. I'm thankful that I'm held accountable and responsible for the faith that I claim. Is anybody else thankful to be in a house that, that is, is expressive and passionate about their pursuit of Jesus and, and that we serve a God that's passionate in his pursuit of us? Man, it's simply a reflection. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. So uh, Philippians 4, 1, 1 and 4 says, my dear, dear friends, I love you so much. I do want the very, very, the very best, the very best for you. Words, they're hard sometimes. You make me feel such joy. Fill me with such pride. Don't waver. Stay on track. Steady in God. Verse four, celebrate God all day, every day. This is, where the, this is where that saying originated, all day or a day. This Bible, come on, somebody. All day or a day. Turn to your neighbor and say, all day or a day. We are in North Idaho, come on. All, God, uh, all day, every day. I mean, revel in him. Revel in him. This is a command that we receive in Scripture Celebrate God all day, every day. You know, we, we, we're talking about disciplines, right? And, and I love what uh, 
Seth was speaking about uh, for, for the rest of the weekend, he was saying, I don't te- technically think about like celebration as a discipline. How, how many, anybody have like celebration on the calendar? No, like in your weekly schedule, celebrate, you know? <laughs> no, no, don't get me wrong. Like we, we have celebrations for things, right? We celebrate birthdays. We celebrate, uh, you know, Christmas, different holidays. We celebrate milestone events and all of this different kind of stuff sometimes. But I think that there are people in this room that might say, Topher, I'm, 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 I'm kind of too busy to celebrate. You know what, Topher, I think that celebration is taking a break, and I don't, I don't do that. Topher, I feel like when I'm celebrating, I'm slacking. I've got to grind, Topher. I work hard. I, I, I have an encouragement for you that I believe it comes directly from the Holy Spirit. If you are one that doesn't have time to celebrate, knock it off. <laughs> when was the last time you got told to knock it off? When, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, have, I had to think about it because God was, you know, we were talking and the words knock it off came to me, and I'm like, when was the last time someone told me to knock it off? <laughs> Topher, I'm a grown man, which is why you should probably knock it off. <laughs> if you're too busy to celebrate, you will die. In fact, I would say that if you don't have a value for celebration, you might already be dead. So let's explore this, shall we? The, the title of the talk tonight is called The Struggle is Real. Turn your neighbor and say, The Struggle is Real. How many of you ever heard that, that saying before, The Struggle is Real? Struggle is Real. You see it on social media, you know, you're talking with your friends, you know, like, oh, my bike chain fell off my bike today. And the rest of the kids, yeah, struggle's real, bro. You know? Ridiculous things. Ridiculous things. You know, my cat threw up again. <laughs> struggle's real. I was like, what? what? The struggle's real. I was talking with, uh, uh, is, is, is Tarek in the room tonight by any chance? Man, uh, I was talking with this, this kid. He's a phenomenal young man of God. Came up for prayer um, this, this last week. And uh, he said, Topher, I'm really struggling with getting into the word. It's funny, it's funny how I would almost say, especially Christians, tend to, the, the longer we get into Christianity and the more pressure we put on ourselves to be perfect when we realize that the one that we serve is perfect and he's the one that covers us. When, when we, when we kind of get deeper and deeper into this, um, maybe, maybe into a religious spirit, what ends up happening is we end up painting ourselves more and more in a positive light. You ever, you ever been around somebody where like they just screw up huge and then like the way that they word it is not like owning up at all. It's like they, they say such eloquent words to, to just like slip on through and they get away with it. And you're like, are you kidding? Did that same thing last week. And I, 
nearly got crucified by these people. Like, what is, what, how did, how did that, what in your mind makes you think that, that you, that you can just slip, slip on through and just paint yourself in a, in a positive light? I feel like Christians especially do this. We, we want to do so good that when we don't, it's, it's really hard to own up to it. And so he said this. He goes, he goes, I'm really struggling, Topher. And don't get me wrong. I've said this so much. But it hit me differently when he said it. He said, I'm really struggling with reading the word. I said, Tarek, how long have you, uh, how much have you been in the word? And he goes, I, I haven't. I said, okay. I wouldn't necessarily call that a struggle. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily call that a struggle. You know, I think that the church thinks that they're struggling when really they're slumbering. I don't think, I don't think that, some, can, can we just be real with ourselves for a minute? Like, set, set the religiosity aside Set the painting yourself in a, in, a, in a more positive light than what's actually going on aside for a minute. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to shine some light on really where we are in areas. Are you struggling or are you slumbering? What is it in your life where you, you really, this is, this is what I told him. I said, Tarek, what you mean to say is that you're struggling with feeling bad about not doing it. The reason why I'm telling this story, this is not picking on Tarek. This is, this is for me. This is for everybody in this room. The, what we mean to say is, oh, you know what? I feel bad for doing it, and that's why I'm struggling. I feel bad for not doing it, right? Or I feel bad for doing it, you know? So if I'm really struggling with pornography, okay? Have you been resisting it at all? No. Okay, then that's not, that's not a struggle. This is what I would like to propose to the church tonight. And this is what I feel like the Holy Spirit is coming to us with. Start struggling. Begin struggling. In the areas, y'all, y'all, uh, I have had a, 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 an interesting view, literal view on the church because most of the time I'm either on the stage as a musician or back in the booth as a, as a media person. And so I get to look at you guys all the time. <laughs> Topher, I'm really struggling with worship. Really? Are you sure? Are you sure that you're struggling? Because, you know, hands in your pockets with your brevet, you know, that doesn't look like a struggle to me. You, you know, I asked if I could be real. You know, uh, I, I just heard uh, recently about the, the Sprague's got, uh, like, um, Josh, do you mind if I share that? Okay. <laughs> Josh, Josh left... Josh left his garage open on one of the coldest nights recently. And, and when they woke up in the morning, they, uh, they turned the tap on and there, and there was nothing. And he's going, and his wife was telling me he was feel, he felt so bad about it. 
He was so frustrated with himself, and he spent so much time trying to diagnose it. Spent so much time. He was underneath the house. He was, you know, setting up like space heaters or, air, you know, blow, blow dryers on the pipes, like everything. He finally gets a call from his, from his uh, neighbor, and his neighbor says, hey, our, you know, we don't have water. You don't, you don't have water either, you know? And uh, they find out after a while that it was like a breaker on the well pump because they share a well and there wasn't water actually getting pumped out of the well. I think that a lot of the time we try to, we spend a bunch of time trying to fix something fix symptoms when we don't recognize and properly, properly diagnose our issue. I love people like nodding their heads because they know where I'm going, but I can't even get the words out. <laughs> Homeschooled. Um, <laughs> I like just saying that even when it doesn't apply. Um, but... <laughs> I think, that, I think that when people come up to me and they, they go, Topher, you know, I'm, I'm just so anxious right now. I've got so much worry. I'm, I'm having these horrible dreams. I'm, I, I, you know, I'm at odds with my spouse. I'm, a, I'm you know, my, my friends are like all over the place. Yada, yada, yada. But then I see their worship or maybe the lack thereof. Well, what are you doing about, oh, I'm doing this, and I'm doing this, and I'm, I'm doing this, and, and, you know, I'm reading the self-help book, and, yeah, but how's your worship? Have you checked the breaker on your worship? Have you checked the breaker on the celebration of Jesus and what he's done for you in your life? Topher, I'm just struggling with being miserable and depressed. There are very... Health, uh, very, very real reasons for depression. There are very real reasons for, uh, you know, just, just going, going through deep pain. I've been through it. But if you don't want to stay there, let me reword it, because you're not called to stay there, celebration and worship are the very things to put in your fuel tank in order to get you out of the doldrums. They are. Okay. Man, oh, we got to get going. Struggle's real. Um, I want to tell you four things, hopefully quickly, uh, of why celebration is important. Celebration, if you're taking notes... Uh, keeps the balance. Celebration keeps the balance. When you're following Jesus, celebration is the thing that keeps you from falling asleep and falling away. When you celebrate the goodness of God in your life, you're aware of the goodness of God in your life. You know, the reason why I'm not really giving you the why of, of worship tonight is because it's not until you worship that you start really recognizing the why. That's why it's called faith. Celebration keeps the balance. 
It will keep you from falling away. It will keep you from, from stumbling because your eyes are going to be on what you're celebrating. And it will keep you from falling asleep. I mean, you ever, you ever been like really, really celebrating and then, and then like you wake up? And I'm not talking about your BC days. I'm talking about, I thought that was funny. Um, <laughs> you know, but you don't, you don't just like, you're not just like rah, 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 and then you, like you're out, right? It takes, it takes you being bored at the party. It takes, you, it takes you sitting down when, every, when everybody else is dancing. It takes, you, it takes you just holding up the wall out of insecurity instead of actually being engaged with the party. And I'm telling you, the kingdom of heaven is not just a, a mission. The kingdom of heaven is a party. It is, and that's okay. And if that offends your, your flesh, amen. Because, and, and even as it's been stated uh, over, over the past uh, couple, couple messages by Seth, you should be, as a believer in Jesus, the life of the party. You should be. Tell friend, I'm, I'm an introvert. Okay, that's real. Okay. That just means that you get recharged to engage in the party a different way than an extrovert. It doesn't, it doesn't nullify the fact that you're called to the party, okay? Is that, is that okay? I'm not, listen, I'm not an introvert, and so, if you can't tell. Um, but, but we want the introverts at the party. We do, amen. Okay, moving on. Here we go. Celebration, number two, kindles the passion. Celebration kindles the passion. Okay, this is really important. Man, this is taking longer than I thought it was going to, and we still got to get to worship. Um, celebration kindles the passion. I see on a regular basis, can we have a family moment for a minute? I see on a regular basis people walking out well before the service is over. And don't get me wrong, I, I get that there's work. I get that there's emergencies. I get that there's people that just start feeling sick and they've got to go home. That, that, that totally makes sense. But when I see the same decent-sized group of people leaving during the, during the altar call just to beat traffic, it tells me that we don't have a grip on celebration. Because the Bible says that heaven starts throwing a party every single time somebody gives their lives to Jesus. And we as a family and representatives of heaven need to recognize that we're called to the party. We're called to the celebration. And so, listen... If it, don't ever, this is not a guilting into you staying. If you feel guilty, just please go. It's okay. But when it comes to what you're called to, the state of our hearts, when, when, we, when we gather together, if you're just trying to beat traffic, you might be saying, God, I know that celebration's in your schedule, but it doesn't fit into mine. God, I know that all of heaven is celebrating right now that one that is going to be in eternity. But I just, I just want to make sure that I don't get, um, you know, that I don't have to talk to that person afterwards, that I don't have to make that awkward eye contact. God, I just want to make sure that, you know, I get out of the parking lot first because 
Fill in the blank. Allow that however, however God would challenge you with that. Okay, next one. Celebration marks the mile. If you're, um, if you're more eager to avoid people, I wrote, I wrote it down like this. If you're more eager to avoid people on your way to the parking lot than to celebrate the new life of the people that just gave their lives to Jesus, you might be operating in a spirit that says, God, I realize heaven has got celebration on the schedule that just doesn't fit into mine. Celebration in different moments is the most productive thing you could do. So the question is this. When is heaven celebrating? All the time. All day or day. Engage the party. Okay, we're going to transition um, to, to worship. Okay? Mm, okay, I got to do the last one. I'm sorry. Celebration kills pity. You ever tried celebrating and feeling sorry for yourself at the same time? <laughs> Sometimes I feel like people do try that. And it's just awkward to watch. <laughs> All their friends are having fun. Uh, like we see little, little kids do it, you know? You tell them something exciting while they're pouting. And they're like, it's awkward, kind of ugly, and it's weird. Uh, but so is our attitudes. Allow celebration to win. If you're throwing a pity party, that's the wrong party. Amen. Okay, moving on. Here we go. Worship and praise. Um, where's that? He's sweet. Awesome. Hey, what's up? Can you turn that on? Hot mic, hot mic. There we bueno. Go. Dude, welcome to the gym, man. Thank Glad you. you appreciate it. it. Yeah. Hey, uh, just so you know, our training starts at 9.09 and, well, it's 9.20. Well, you're late. I just, I just, yeah, well, I, you know, I was, I woke up and I was just not feeling like, you know, I just wanted to make sure that I could just slip into the gym. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you ready to work out now? Uh... What? The treadmill right over here. You ready to go hit it? Okay. Um, well, there's two. Um, what, what if you do it? You want me? Yeah, and, and then I'll just, like, I'll, I can stand next, next to it, and uh, I just, I want to finish this. Well, that's your pre-workout right there, right? That's supposed to help you work out? Right, I just, struggle a little bit yeah, if, it, if you're running inspires me to, to stretch, then, then I will, then I will start stretching. Okay, those, those little legs, they gotta get working out. So, okay, yeah. How about, how about, um, let's, let's struggle a little bit. Can we struggle over here? Maybe the rower. Can we get on the rower? Well, um, well, you know, I just, I, I, um, yeah, um, I just, I don't know if I'm, I'm feeling. That's kind of what I pay you for, to, as, you know. Uh, is to like write and inspire me and stuff. Don't you get paid for that? Well, um, I need you to struggle so you can grow. Um, I need you to struggle a little bit. Can you, can you do that? Well, I, you know, I think that, you know, there's, there's people that are more passionate about the rower than, than I am. And so maybe, maybe, can you work out for me? 
for you. Yeah. You want me to just put my legs on you or something? Or no, no, don't do that. Um. You gotta work it out. You gotta work it out. I did, did, can, is there like a, is there like a thing where like you can work out for me and then I can just like, like, cause I wanna be healthy, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what you gotta do. Cause that's what, what we talked about. Yeah. Right. So, so if you work out, um, is there any, like, just a way that we can transfer some of that? No, no. Okay. Let, let's work. I just, I like the social aspect of the gym. So you're not here to struggle and work out? Pause. Sometimes I feel like we, Sometimes I feel like we treat worship pastors more like entertainers than coaches. Isn't, isn't that what we pay you, you for, worship pastor? I'm just, I'm just you know what? I, I, I just feel like showing up a little bit late. I feel like, um, you know, not necessarily engaging with, with what, um, you know, I just want to be in a healthy atmosphere that inspires me, um, you know, I want my kids to, to grow up in the gym so that they value fitness, you know, and health and stuff. And so that's why I'm here is, you know, and I'm not necessarily gonna, you guys get where I'm going? Okay. Can we give it up for Cody? Come on, way to go, way to go. Man. God commands a worship that involves our whole being, body, mind, soul, and spirit. He doesn't leave anything out. Uh, the Bible says that there's no partiality in God. And so when God asks us, commands us to do something such as worship, that's how we've been designed is to worship. And when we don't, we are actually not fulfilling the very thing that we are made for, right? And so in our entirety, we are called to worship. Now, check this out. Uh, I got I to gotta read it the way that I wrote it. Okay. Our emotions totally need to be involved in our praises. Our emotions, hear me on this, need to be involved in our praises. Why? Because our emotions are part of us, right? And we're called to worship God with everything that we are. That doesn't mean they need to govern our praises. But alone, our rational faculties are inadequate. Just worshiping God out of the, I know that I should, therefore I worship you, God, you are good. Um, right. He didn't make you that way. Okay. Topher, uh, that kind of praise is for people that kind of excited praises for people that are out of balance. No, that kind of praise is for people that are in obedience. People keep saying we need balance. This is from Bill Johnson. I love this quote. People keep saying we need balance. Balance is not somewhere between joy and depression. Balance is not somewhere between joy and depression. Balance is a passion for God and a passion for people. I love, you ever seen the, those, this is so random. You ever seen those, uh, those hot dog eating competitions? And the littlest guy in the group is like killing it. But what he's doing, like every four seconds, is like, 
like he's like working his body to like fit more, right? <laughs> it's like so weird. Sometimes I feel like when I get like a quote or a scripture like that, I just kind of have to like <laughs> get it in me. You know what I mean? Man, okay. Ah, oh, it's so good. People keep saying we need balance. Balance is not somewhere between joy and depression. Balance is a passion for God and a passion for people. That kind of praise doesn't naturally come to me, Topher. I'm more of a quiet sitter with a dormant expression on my face kind of praise. The question isn't what comes naturally, but what kind of worship does God require? Because this is not, this is not a passionate person encouraging passion this is the word of God encouraging passion, right? Okay, this is the word of God encouraging an expression of praise. And by the way, for me to say an expression of praise is redundant because praise is an expression, right? Okay. The word worship in the Bible means to lay prostrate before God. The word bless means to kneel, okay? Worship is a response to God's love. Now, now this, is, this is how we're gonna conclude tonight. Because of the fact that God has, um, what's the word, uh, spurred us on towards uh, worship and celebration tonight. Is it okay if we worship and we celebrate a little bit? I, I, sometimes it's difficult, sometimes it's difficult for me when I hear like a really good message and I don't get to immediately apply it. You get, you get tonight to immediately, immediately put faith to the word of God. Okay. Would you, would you guys stand with me? Worship is a response to God's love. As his love, you guys can start playing whenever you want. As his response, or sorry, as his love is unconditional, so our worship should be unconditional. If our, if our worship is a response to God's love and his love is unconditional, so our worship should be unconditional. Your worship should not be conditional on your emotions. Your worship should not be uh, dependent on if you're feeling it or not, what your energy level is like. You guys agree? That's a good thing because you're agreeing with the word of God. Our, our praise, what we're called to, well, what we're called to is, is so much better than what we're feeling in a moment. What we're called to, the, the, the very thing that we were designed for is better than anything that we could ever uh, put in front of ourselves as an obstacle. When you begin to praise, your obstacles start to fall. You get to praise through your obstacle, which makes it an opportunity. You get to praise through that thing, through that pain that you're feeling. You get to praise through that, through that depression. You get to praise through that hard relationship. You get to praise through that even getting laid off at work or whatever it is. And even when you're not feeling pain, that's sometimes some of the most dangerous places when everything's good. Because we start feeling like, oh, I don't need to praise as hard. Yes, you do. If everything's good in your life, 
Man, you got all the more reason to praise. You got all the more reason to praise. True worship brings an offering rather than demanding a blessing. So this is what we're going to do. Rather than you going, God, I'm going to praise so that I get something. We're going to praise hoping that God gets something. It's going to be the most liberating thing you've ever done if you've never done it before. Because in the midst of worship, you're not here to get something out of it. You will because God's a good God. But when you worship God, when you praise him, and as we step out in faith and we express our love for God out of praise and out of worship, what's going to end up happening is God's heart is going to be blessed. And that's what our goal should be in worship. Amen.